Almighty Father, whose dear Son, on the night before he suffered, did institute the sacrament of his body and blood, mercifully grant that we may thankfully receive the same in remembrance of him, who in these holy mysteries giveth us a pledge of life eternal. The same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who now liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Father Blunt notes that the fifth day of Holy Week was honored by the institution of the Holy Eucharist. The English name of Maundy Thursday points to that same holy event being a vernacular corruption of Dies Mandati, the day when our Lord commanded his disciples to love one another as he had loved them, to wash one another's feet in token of that love, and above all to do this, that is to celebrate the Holy Eucharist after the pattern which he had shown them, as the sacramental bond of the love which he had commanded. Please allow me to note that the phrase holy mysteries in our prayer tonight refers to what we tend to call in the West a sacrament. The English word sacrament comes from the Latin sacramentum, which means a solemn oath. The Eastern Church uses the word mystery from the Greek mysterion. We ask God this night that we might thankfully receive the sacrament of the body and blood of our Lord in remembrance of him. Of course, we particularly tonight and this week remember the crucifixion of Jesus. We remember his betrayal, his passion, and the reality of his sacrifice, the unused day, the Lamb of God slain for us. But this remembrance is not merely remembering the historical fact of Christ's crucifixion. Another way to say that sentence in our prayer is, mercifully grant that we may thankfully receive the same in our observance of a memorial of him. In Exodus, when the Jews ate the Passover meal, God's instructions were these, So this day shall be to you a memorial. And you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. As one scholar notes, it is to be an an observance which causes the Israelites to live in the present in the light of God's past actions in delivering them from sin and bondage in Egypt. This is much more than simply recalling the Exodus as a historical occurrence. In some sense, it was a reenactment of that past event in their lives in the present, reminding them of past grace to their forefathers and present concern of God for and with them now. Our commentator continues, When Jesus instituted the observance of the Lord's Supper, the New Testament counterpart of the Old Testament Passover, He said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance or memorial of me. The Lord's Supper is observed as a remembrance of the suffering and death of Christ. It is much more, however, than simply recalling an historical fact. It is remembering in a way that fills the believer with thanksgiving and determines how he lives and acts in the present. Beyond this, the Eucharist is the reapplication of the sacrifice of the death of Christ. It is one of our main means of participating in Christ after our baptism, in which we were baptized into his death. 
we were buried with Christ through baptism and to death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead, even so we also should walk in newness of life. The writer to the Hebrews says that we have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. You see that we New Testament Christians are still offering sacrifices at an altar. It's just a newer and better altar than the Old Testament sacrifices were made at. And we are now offering um, unbloody sacrifices along with Christ's once-for-all bloody sacrifice. And the ultimate sacrifice is the Eucharistic sacrifice, where we participate with Christ, our high priest, as he always lives to make intercession for us in the heavenly holy of holies, as he leads the entire church of the world, past and present, in the liturgy of salvation. Yes, just like the old covenant priests, did in the foreshadowing liturgy, but Christ our high priest is a better high priest, and he has obtained a more excellent ministry or liturgy, the word there is liturgeos, inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. And that liturgy involves an eating, where we participate in Christ's atoning work through a holy meal. John of Damascus says this, Receiving the communion of the spotless mysteries of Christ, believing in fact that they are the body and blood of Christ our God, which he gave to the faithful for the forgiveness of sins. On the same night when he was betrayed, he ordained a new covenant with his holy disciples and apostles, and through them for all that should believe on him. He said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you for the forgiveness of sins. In the same way, he also took the cup and gave it to them, saying, Drink all of this. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. He, the word of God, is quick, powerful, and working all things by his might. He makes and transforms the bread and wine of the sacrifice through his divine operation into his own body and blood by the visitation of the Holy Spirit for the sanctification and enlightenment of those who eagerly participate in it. St. Athanasius <coughs> excuse me, puts it this way. Israel ate the meat of a dumb lamb to complete the Passover. Having done so, they smeared their doorposts with blood and laughed at the destroyer. We eat the word of the Father, the Son, our Savior. We have the lintels of our hearts sealed with the blood of the new covenant. My friends, come to the table and eat the mystery of the body and blood of Christ. Amen. <laughs>